Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Friday, the first day of December. On this date in 1824, the U.S. House had to step in to settle the presidential election. There had been a deadlock between not two but four candidates. There were John Quincy Adams, Andrew Jackson, William H. Crawford, and Henry Clay. Adams, of course, became president. On this date in 1955, Rosa Parks, a black seamstress, was arrested after refusing to give up her seat to a white man on a Montgomery, Alabama city bus. The incident sparked a year-long bus boycott. And here's a little trivia for you on this Friday. On this date in 2004, it was an anchor man who made the news. Can you guess the network anchor who hosted his last national newscast? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's check in at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center to see what to expect for your Friday and your weekend. And good Friday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovine. Clouds on the increase, but the temperature is increasing as well. 40s and 50s out the door, not nearly as cold as the past couple of mornings. We'll be in the low 70s by lunchtime. Now, it will be a fairly cloudy day, and there may be one or two spotty showers this afternoon, this evening. Most of you will stay dry today. A little better rain chances we go into the weekend. We'll have to dodge a few scattered showers. Still plenty of dry time mixed in both Saturday and Sunday. So don't cancel weekend plans. Just have a backup just in case as temperatures will be on the mild side in the low 70s this weekend, cooling back down in the 60s and then eventually 50s next week. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now let's get to your morning headlines. A now former attorney and known associate of Alec Murdoch's has been officially disbarred by the South Carolina Supreme Court. Corey Fleming was sentenced for a variety of state charges, including money laundering and criminal conspiracy in September. His charges stemmed from accusations that he conspired with Murdoch to take money from a wrongful death settlement. He's currently serving 13 years and 10 months in prison for the crimes. He was also sentenced to nearly four years in federal prison after pleading guilty to conspiracy charges. A former Sullivan's Island police officer was awarded a six-figure payout after a lawsuit against the town. In January of 2019, Amanda Capone was hired by the police department. She says while employed there, she was under the supervision of Deputy Town Administrator Jason Blanton. Capone is openly gay, and several instances listed in court documents show Blanton would uh, frequently ask her how she and her wife had sex. Documents state Blanton's workplace misconduct and harassment got worse despite Capone's efforts to resolve them. Capone resigned from the department in 2021 as a result, and the lawsuit was filed the next year. Capone got $105,000 from the state, re- state insurance reserve fund after that lawsuit. The first trial in the 2018 riot at Lee Correctional Institute will begin on Monday in the Lee County Courthouse. The defendant, 31-year-old Michael Juan Smith, was incarcerated at Lee Correctional for attempted murder at the same time of the riot. He's now charged with assault and battery by mob possession uh, of a possession of a weapon and criminal conspiracy in the incident. Smith was once convicted in another largely public 2014 trial in the shooting and paralyzing of a USC student, but awaits a new trial as the state Supreme Court overturned his conviction. A mother is pleading for officials to take a serious look at doing something about a tree along a James Island road that's been nicknamed the Widowmaker. The tree claimed the lives of Jametta Hamilton's two sons and two others less than two weeks ago. Hamilton made her voice heard at the Charleston County Council meeting last night. Our Meredith Blair has more on what she had to say. 
Hamilton wants to see the tree cut down, but at the very least, she wants to see things like barriers and additional reflectors added near the tree. The roadway the tree sits on is maintained by the South Carolina Department of Transportation. Since 2018, there have been 23 crashes involving a tree on Riverland Drive between North Grimble Road and George L. Griffith Boulevard, according to data from the South Carolina Department of Public Safety. The grieving mother says she doesn't want anyone else in the Charleston community to experience what she's dealing with right now. Hamilton begs that something is done about the tree and that it's done soon. Her message to officials on the local and state level is simple. Please, please take a greater look into the situation so that we can save lives. Hamilton says the tree has presented a danger to James Island drivers since she was a child. Reporting in Charleston, Meredith Blair, Live 5 News. A new team is heading up the union peer planning as Charleston city officials try to get everyone on the same page regarding affordable housing. When the original redevelopment plan for union peer halted, so did the proposed affordable housing plan that went along with it. City officials presented the original strategy to the city's community development committee yesterday. Officials say they'll meet with the new team to see if the fundamentals of the plan can be carried over because it actually included more affordable housing than is required. The city of Charleston is working to curb flooding on Haygood Avenue in downtown, which connects key institutions in the city. It joins the medical district to the Citadel and will be the future home of the Lowcountry Rapid Transit System. In an attempt to fix the flooding, officials began a six to nine month research and planning process to look at road levels, sea level rise, mobility and environmental conditions. Officials say the project could go in a few different directions, but will likely include elevating Haygood Avenue. Once the plans are finished, the city will apply for federal funding. Officials say they hope to break ground in two to three years. A Charleston County man is behind bars after being convicted of criminal sexual conduct. 50-year-old Emmerich Hamilton was found guilty of criminal sexual conduct with a minor in the second degree. Trial testimony shows that back in 2019, Hamilton reportedly approached an 11-year-old girl, took her to his home, and sexually assaulted her. The victim immediately reported the incident to North Charleston police. Nearly two years later, DNA from the victim's sexual assault kit matched Hamilton's profile in the law enforcement database. Hamilton was given the maximum penalty of 20 years in prison. Super Bowl champion and all-pro Buffalo Bills linebacker Vaughn Miller turned himself into authorities following domestic assault allegations. An arrest warrant for the NFL player was issued yesterday morning. The 34-year-old is accused of assaulting his pregnant girlfriend Wednesday morning. That charge is a third-degree felony. The warrant says Miller and the woman have been in a relationship for seven years and they share children together. Miller posted a $5,000 bond and was released the same day. 5-11 now. Let's get a look at your weather here as we get ready to get our Friday started. And you're stepping outside this morning first thing. And what you'll notice is it's not nearly as cold as it's been the past couple of mornings. We have 40s instead of 20s and 30s. So you're good to go as you head out the door. Don't have to warm up the car too much. Grab a jacket, a heavier jacket. You'll be good. It will be a little bit chilly first thing. But we'll be warming up quickly, in fact, for the evening commute around 68 degrees. Now, we put it mainly dry. There is a small chance of a shower this 
afternoon this evening. Overall, more clouds than anything else for today. High temperature, though, all the way up to 74 degrees after past couple of days being in the 50s and 60s for highs. Once again, you will notice those temperature changes, including if you have any evening plans tonight or out the door first thing tomorrow morning. We'll actually start out in the low 60s. So warmer weather, the story as we head into the weekend, but also wetter weather. We'll talk more about the rain chances coming up. Let's check in on traffic, see how it looks here early. 512. Good morning, Leishma. Good morning, Joey. Well, on your Friday morning, we're only looking at one issue right now on I-26. If you're trying to head westbound towards I-95 or even towards Somerville, we're seeing some road work between exit 205 and 209. So that is still there. They have at least one lane blocked and, of course, cones out there. Move to your right lane to get around. Now, 526 is showing no problems. Take this live look over the Donhoe Bridge and see for yourself. We're not dealing with fog this morning and road conditions seem to be pretty all right. Right now, drive time's under 20 minutes in both directions. Nick. Alicia, thank you. The funeral services for the six-year-old boy tragically killed in an Orangeburg hunting accident has been announced. Visitation for Avery Davis will take place this evening. That will go from 5 to 8 p.m. at the Duke's Harley Funeral Home in Orangeburg. Avery's funeral will be tomorrow at 1 p.m. in St. Matthew. The Orangeburg County Sheriff's Office says a straight bullet hit Avery in the head during a hunting trip last Friday. The South Carolina Department of Natural Resources ruled his death as an accident. So far, no charges have been announced. The Medical University of South Carolina will break ground on a new College of Health Professions building today. The building will house education and research facilities. Our Destiny Kennedy joins us from the newsroom to tell us what MUSC officials are hoping this new addition will bring to the Medical University. Good morning, Destiny. Morning, Katie and Nick. This groundbreaking ceremony has been four years in the making to accommodate the college's rapid growth. MUSC officials say over the last five years, they've seen a 37% increase in students, and they want to continue to support their vision to improve the health of the citizens of South Carolina and beyond by training the next generation of health professionals, scientists, and leaders. The new College of Health Profession building is located on 74 President Street in Charleston. The top two floors will house the new clinical research center for restoration of neural-based functions in the real world world, also known as Renew. The research space will support statewide investigations to advocate for care for individuals who have experienced a stroke or other neurological conditions. Today's groundbreaking ceremony kicks off at 10 a.m. and the officials at MUSC say this is a significant investment in the college's future. Reporting in the newsroom, I'm Destiny Kennedy. At the top of the show, I told you that a well-known news anchor hosted his last nightly newscast on this date in 2004. That anchor was Tom Brokaw, who had anchored NBC Nightly News for 23 years. Celebrating birthdays on this Friday, actor-director Woody Allen is 88 Actress singer Bette Midler is 78 and comedian Sarah Silverman is 53. Thank you so much for joining us for Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. Hope you have a great Friday and a great weekend. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you Monday. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.